Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends. And you know what I love about this podcast? We are making friends' dreams come true. Oh my gosh, you guys. I can't believe this actually happened. I am still <laughs> like shaking in my sandals, in my wedges. I'm still shaking in it. I just can't believe it actually happened. Wait, so what happened? I met one of the big six. David Schwimmer, I've all the guys I've ever asked, and I'll tell you all about it in a little bit. All right, that's going to be very exciting. And Vanessa's also here with us. You heard her chime in. Uh, say hello, Vanessa. Hi, I'm Vanessa Martinez, and I'm excited for my friend because she met David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer! <laughs> all right, this is also a big episode. This is the 23rd episode, the one with the birth, premiered on May 11th, 1995. This was at the height of May sweeps, so this was a. I'm sure there was tons of promotion going to this, and they were looking for a big audience. And interestingly, this was supposed to be the um, season finale. Yes, this was supposed to be the season finale, but James Burroughs said that he wanted the fate of Ross and Rachel to be the, in the season finale, so they he, did one more episode. Yeah, he thought that the viewers were more invested in that storyline than in the the baby. But uh, Jackie, give us an overview. There's a lot going on here. Yes, yeah, so. Ross is having his baby with Carol and him and Susan get locked in a closet while the birth is happening. Rachel tries to date the, the doctor, um, Susan, and then Joey meets Lydia and ends up supporting her through her birth. And then Monica and Chandler maybe make a deal about them getting together. <laughs> oh, yes, I noticed that. So, I mean, we're hearing all about Rothschilds, if that's even a thing. Rothschilds. Ross. Um, but I noticed that, like, specifically when they were sitting in the hospital and, you know, Chandler, Chandler tells Monica, hey, you know, how about if it, we're, you know, when we're 40 and we're not married, you know, we get married. Like, is that is that a thing or well, does that play out? Is Maybe. that foreshadowing? Is it foreshadowing, Vanessa? <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be by the way you're saying it. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, we, you know, but was it intentional? Or was it just so. coincidental? Yeah. Never seen anything up to this point, really, of them having any kind of attraction yeah. to one another. You're right. I was thinking of an episode that's in the next season um, when you really see them two together doing something and they really notice in that episode their chemistry. Okay. So maybe it wasn't. Well, maybe they uh, knew, but they just weren't ready to explore it. Yet. Yeah, yeah, they weren't because again, the main, um, the main relationship is Rothschild. Rothschild is that what you call them? Vanessa? Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> What'd you say, Rothschild? Rothschild, like Ross and Rachel. <laughs> oh, Rothschild. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it seems like they kind of throw things in there and then they kind of revisit the scripts to see what they can play around with next. I wonder if they like throw these things out there as like bait or testing to see how the audience reacts to it yeah. and, or see how it plays too and, and uh, to decide whether to go with it or not. See if they got any fan mail in the in the mail. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. But I do that. love Monica's reaction to it too. She completely freaks out, does not think it's endearing at all. Why no. would I be married at 40? Yeah, 40 was like a worrisome number for her. Off yeah. and running. And yeah. I'm sure at this point, too, particularly being a woman, the fact that her 
even though she's younger, that her brother's having children before she does is, mm-hmm. or and she's nowhere near the fact of having children. That you know, that's uh, that's a real issue for women, isn't it? Yes, I have. Um, I'm an auntie of five. I have four nieces and a nephew. So my brother and my sister have kids, and even my best friends have kids. And I went through a period in my time where they were all married and have kids with their significant others. And I was like, when's it going to happen for me? And I had to just get over it and work through it. So yes, it is. It will. It just hasn't happened yet. And it is a real thing that we go through. Yeah. And I think especially too, once you get married, the questions yeah. start coming. Like <laughs> these are time for dating for, for so long that even I remember at my sister's wedding and we were, I don't even know, remember how old we were. I think we were like 22, early twenties and people were like, Oh, when are you guys going to get married? And we were like, I don't like, we weren't even thinking about it. And it happened seven years later, you know, it just, mm-hmm. I think it's just always expected and just always how it's supposed to go. And now that we've been married, people, you know, Oh, you guys can have kids anytime soon. And so I don't, it's just, I feel like anybody, you know, you can have kids whenever you want to, it shouldn't have to be a certain point or a certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just my experience with this episode as well. <laughs> There's always something next, you know, like these societies, like that, the, the, the things that get put on, um, on us, like, oh, you get married, okay, you have a kid now after you have the first kid, when's the second kid going to come? You know, it's all these expectations that get put on people during, uh, during growing up in adulthood. And that's what Monk is experiencing in the hospital. Yeah. But yeah. she's also said, she also says she's getting baby fever. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you see cute babies, how can you not? <laughs> yeah, but it, did you guys see, you know, also Monica had a conversation with her mom and her mm-hmm. mom was even nitpicking her over the phone. You yeah. couldn't hear what was being said, but Judy says yeah. something that, you know, it might be her, like, I think it was her only grandchild. Like, yeah. 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 Her only grandchild. Cause she was like, well, should I drive down? Should I not? That's what I got from it. Uh-huh. She was like, you know, it might be my only time. Right. And Monica was upset about that. And I like that they acknowledge that Judy and Jack weren't there because normally like when your son is having a kid, you're at the hospital with them, you know? So I like that they acknowledge that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smart move. I thought this was interesting too, that this episode starts exactly the moments after the last episode. Cause you, the very end of the last episode, you see them all leaving to go to the hospital, the gang all leaving to go to the hospital and they're, or at the hospital, but I think it's funny that they beat Carol and Susan to the hospital. Too. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, because they went to go buy a plush animal. For me. <laughs> and Ross is so he's so antsy and anxiety, and then Carol and Susan just walking in, and like, oh yeah, we went to the gift shop. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. like, oh, he's having a baby. <laughs> funny. I thought this is interesting. This is the first episode not to have any scene shot in Monica and Rachel's apartment. Too. Yeah, I noticed that. It's all yeah, at the hospital. Central perk, right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's all at the hospital, which is yeah. interesting. Here's an interesting fact, though. When we start seeing the delivery happen, the nurse who was uh, delivering the baby is June Gable, and she is also Estelle in the upcoming seasons. Oh, I didn't notice that. I saw yeah. that, too. That was interesting because she delivers the first Leah Remini's baby, and then she was there with uh, with with Susan, too. Yeah, yeah, she's the actress who plays Estelle. Oh my god! And I maybe I didn't notice because like she changes so much. You'll see Vanessa like oh, when yeah. she steps into her Estelle role, like it, it's just a whole you know makeup and big and 
yeah, it's a total different character. Yeah, and then you you all uh, Leah Remini plays the other woman who's pregnant in the show, and uh, who Joey kind of befriends and helps out. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, Leah who goes on to you know big TV success. Yeah. yeah, well, I was reading that she actually auditioned for the role of Monica, mm-hmm. and she was really, she said herself, she was really devastated that she didn't get the role of Monica because she knew it was going to be such a big hit. Mm-hmm. But then years later, she appeared on King of Queens. Yeah. And that's not the first time an actor did that. Hank Azaria, remember, he auditioned for Joey, mm-hmm. and then he was friends with Chandler. And so it's like you, they're bringing in these actors that they've seen already. And having them guest star. So that's cool. That's cool for the creators to do that. You know, yeah. we saw him, we thought he was good. Just have him be part of the show. For sure. I thought the episode was really sweet because Joey, you, you get that sense of family from Joey too and how important family is and how the sweeter side of, of Joey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is the third time we've seen it. The first time uh, when he was tucking in the kids on the New Year's Eve episode. Yeah. The second time with... Um, when he was having his parents with his trouble, when his dad was cheating on his mom, he questions his ability to be a good dad and a good husband. And then this episode where he is helping deliver a baby. Uh-huh. Do you think he thought there might be a, a potential relationship with her? That's a good question. Because he yeah. brings the balloons back to the hospital, and then he, when, when he walks in, the the, the father's there, mm-hmm. so he just kind of backs off. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he hopes to be a part of the baby's life because he was there since the birth. Yeah. But then there was kind of like a little like smile to him when he opened the door and she saw that uh, the dad that, was there. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. I like that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then he walks the balloon away. <laughs> yeah. So cute. So cute. A little sympathy for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then now to the the big the big scene. You obviously you have, you know, uh, Susan ready to have the baby, and then Ross and, and Carol are there, and then they. <laughs> How did they get locked in the closet? <laughs> How Phoebe, random is that? Oh, Phoebe yeah. yells at them. Yeah, so Phoebe, they're yelling in the hallway, and Phoebe gets mad at them and brings them into the closet because um, because she doesn't want babies being born, you know, to come into this negativity, which is so Phoebe. I, yeah, I like that scene, especially because it kind of showed how, you know, Susan and Ross had to bond, especially because they were stuck with uh, Phoebe. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now she has her guitar with her and she's going to be singing. I mean, <laughs> Phoebe brings it all home to him. I mean, she, yeah. And she says, you know, she's all upset or she's happy actually that the baby's gonna she says i had really no no parents you couldn't add up all the parents yeah. in my life for one full parent so it's yeah that's she brings it again they take the a serious issue and bring it or, well actually this is the opposite they make a and make it serious and sweet mm-hmm. yeah yeah and since you bring that up that was my favorite line she when she barely had enough pieces of parents to make a whole one she's like and this baby has three whole parents who are fighting over him and who can love him the most like yeah i agree with you all right let's take a quick break we'll talk about uh rachel the doctor and the very end of the episode which is just so sweet to me all right we'll be right back getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, and we are back, friends with friends, the one with the birth. And, of course, Rachel never met a cute doctor she wasn't interested in. Yes, and I like how they kind of brought it back to like, what is your dad, doctor? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, she always, she's so intrigued by these guys who make so much money and give the most lavish gifts. So she assumes, you know, this is going to go well. She's destined to marry a doctor or yeah. not. Or a doctor oh. of what? Of what? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was funny too that uh, Jonathan Silverman played the doctor and he was in Weekend at Bernie's, which is yes. Rachel's favorite movie. Yes, it's revealed in later seasons. Well, they talked was... about it a couple of episodes back about watching it. So, oh, I didn't yeah. even notice that. No. I thought that was funny. I'm sure that was very intentional by the producer. I, I feel like the, the creators and the writers do things like this to entertain themselves. Yes. Yeah, Whether anybody else gets it or not, they don't care. It's all for them. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was well played with the when doc the doctor and Rachel were having the coffee and the whole, you know, him not wanting to have another coffee was explained, right. I feel like, so well within that cup of coffee. Because yeah. you can catch he's an obstetrician. And I think there yeah. is this whole idea of, you know, obstetrician. <laughs> it's kind of, talking about icky. You know, it's kind of a, <laughs> would you want to be married to an obstetrician gynecologist or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, I like how things, like, when you look at a cup of coffee, you just never want to pour another cup of coffee again. I was like, oh And then she God. looks at your coffee and, like, puts it down. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> And then she takes off her earrings, like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I think it's so funny, too, how, you know, we see her be there for Susan when Phoebe and um, Susan and Ross are stuck in the closet. Yeah. I thought that was actually very sweet. I'm sure that's foreshadowing too, that she walks in with the ice chips as they, the other two went to get it. And then she stays with, 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 um, with Carol, uh, Carol and um, helps her through it and is there. And then it's weird to me that the whole gang is there. Yes, yes, I noticed that. And I was like, I noticed the drape was like all the way, like, you know, covered and with the camera angle. I was like, this is definitely an interesting birth scene. <laughs> so I was in the room for my sister's um, two births for her two kids because my mom lives, my parents live in Northern California. And my sister lives in San Diego. So I'm just like tucked in the corner, like staying far away as I could, but like knowing that. I was still there, you know, but like, I didn't want to be in the way of the nurse or anybody or the doctor. Cause I just like, let them do their thing. And it was a beautiful experience, but I wouldn't, as for me, I, when I have kids, I do not want that many people in my, in my room. I can't imagine wanting to have anybody in the room, Maybe <laughs> yeah. spouse, but that, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I want my spouse and my mom or my sister and that's it, you know, but it's like your friends. No. Because then if they see, that's just like, they well, never look at you They're not even the Carol's friends either. Let's put this clear too. They're not even friends with Carol. Yeah. This also goes to show that this is how your friends become your family. That's yeah, true. that's true. Yeah. That's true. But still, five too many in the Five room. too many, totally. Yeah. Thank and God I, when Carol and, uh, and, and Susan come back, the, the nurse kicks them all out. Yeah, she does. Yeah. 
And I thought the really sweet moment of the birth um, was when they give him his name. So they get his name from wait, when... Wait, wait. Am I the only one that thinks it's weird that Ross was actually watching? He no. was down watching it happen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was a little weird. I've never heard of anybody actually doing that. When do my... That? No, like when I was in the room with my sister, her husband was not watching like that. <laughs> like, he I saw... Heard people- and then he like his face turned white. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, are you okay? I thought he was gonna pass out. I hear people actually like ask for mirrors to see. Ew, no. The <laughs> delivery. I could see that more than having somebody else do it. I mean, if yeah. it's happening to you, I think you'd want to see what's yeah. going on. Yeah, I no. don't know. I yeah, that was interesting. But I liked how Phoebe, you know, even though she wasn't there. She was there up high. Yes, because when she, so that's where they get the name is because when they're trying to get out of the closet, she puts on these coveralls and the name on the coverall is Ben. And so then she climbs up into um, the air conditioning and tries to get through up there until somebody comes and opens the closet. And then Susan and um, Ross are able to be part of the birth. So, um, and I like that they come to that conclusion because that's where they kind of like realized Ross and Susan, okay, we are here for the baby. And that's how they came up with the name, Ben. Yeah, I liked how it was uh, Susan and Ross who came up with the name, mm-hmm. not Carol and Susan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, we, we, well, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, you talked about that and a lot of other things. <laughs> they came to uh, you know, a mutual agreement, even if it wasn't you know, an mm-hmm. official agreement, but they came to an understanding. What did you guys think about the ending where Ross was talking to Ben, but you just see, you know, Ross and Ben talking to the camera? I thought it was the sweetest thing. Mm-hmm. I actually, would, I was thinking about this. I would have been completely satisfied if this was the season finale. Mm-hmm. I would it have. had no cliffhanger <laughs> or no hook, you know, going into the next season. But it was very sweet and very uh, satisfying to me. To see them all making googly faces at the baby and talking to him. Uh-huh. I thought it was great. I yeah. think I agree with you, Jason. I think it it was well done, and yeah, right. I would have been satisfied. Granted, I would have had to wait longer to find out about Ross and Rachel, but I yeah. like. I mean, I like this episode. Don't get me wrong. I love that last shot of you know the heads coming in and making googly faces, but I still would want to know what happened to Ross and Rachel. So I would have been okay with it, but I wouldn't have been satisfied if this would have been season finale. Because <laughs> they teased it all season long. And so you want to know. And the way that they did it, I think was so perfect. And so, because you want more. And then the cliffhanger, you know, you yeah. need a cliffhanger. There is no cliffhanger, that's for sure. There you is know? no yeah. cliffhanger in this episode. But it definitely has a nice climax and they all come together and it's a very mm-hmm. positive experience for everyone yeah. ultimately and yeah very sweet um and my my favorite line from this episode was i, I can't believe one of us has one of these mm-hmm. and, then, and of course Chandler says i i still am one of these <laughs> yeah <laughs> That is so cute. That's so true. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I think, <laughs> and I think for a lot of people in their twenties, early thirties, you know, they still have that sense of like, I still want to be young. You know, I don't want to pay mm-hmm. bills. I don't want to cook for myself. I just want to go home and be a baby. Yeah, I'm 34 and still feel that way. I'm just like, sometimes when I do adult things, like when I'm paying my rent or like shopping for insurance, I feel like I'm like, I am so adulting right now and I don't feel like it. (laughs) Half of my, you know, whenever we have to do repairs around the house or figure something out, 
we go to YouTube videos that we can watch <laughs> or we're asking our neighbors or somebody, our family members yeah, how to do it. It never up. goes away at some point. Okay. Yeah. You're always feeling that way at some point. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I still am one of these two. <laughs> I like the episode. But we have, have one more to Mine was just the whole explanation with Phoebe in the closet about the baby and loving it so much that she's get three, Ben's gets three whole parents. That was my favorite. All right, uh, this has been really fun. So we're going to take a quick break before the big moment we've all been waiting for. Dreams are coming true, Jackie. Yes, I can't believe it. I'm still in shock. You met David Schwimmer. We'll talk all about it when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. All right, we're back. And I don't... Vanessa, what do you think? You've known Jackie a long time. You've, have you ever seen her this this excited? No, I mean, probably when a new Gaga album comes out. That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's my other love. I am French and I have Gaga. Yeah. And when Jackie gets excited about something, it's not just excited. It's like, excited! <laughs> like, you can't calm down. Her whole so body vibrates. My yeah, whole body, energy. like, yes, I just, like, put my arms out. It's a whole new level. And I was so anxious when it all went down, but let me tell you how it went down. Yeah. How did this so, come about? Yes. Okay. Tell so, our, enlighten our listeners. Yeah. So during June, we've been doing the live stream for Friends with Friends. And um, Dana has been part of that. So she's a Friends fan as well. But Grace, my supervising producer, booked Dana on this virtual junket for Intelligence, which is a new show on, it's a comedy about the British um, cybersecurity and it's a, kind of like an office comedy, but it's on this network called Peacock, which is a new streaming service by NBC that is going to launch in July. And guess who stars in it? David Schwimmer! Is it a comedy? Yeah. Yes, it's a British intelligence comedy. That's what that's what I talked to him about, too, because it's normally when it's about cybersecurity, that's not normally a comedy. That's like, you know, crime thriller and drama. But um, so Dana was going to do the interview and then... Dana graciously gave up the interview so I could do it, so I can interview David Schwimmer. Wow. And, yeah, it was so crazy. And I'll have to thank her. Like, I cannot thank her enough because she said, yes, let her do it. Because this is one of my dream interviews. I have been watching this man for more than 20 years on my television. <laughs> and so I can't believe it actually happened. And Granted, it was virtual, but I still, he knows who I am. He saw my face and I was just a nervous wreck. But you guys are friends. You have a conversation. You're friends now. Yes, I know. One of the friends is one of my friends. And so when it was happening, it happened, like when I got the news, my eyes just went wide. 
And I was like, what? I was literally speechless. And I talk a lot. So it takes a lot for me to be speechless. And I was literally speechless. Like I couldn't, and I just stopped. And then my mind just went like, what? Am I going to actually do this? Am I going to actually do this? Is it going to actually happen? Is it going to actually happen? That just kept going in my mind. It's going to actually happen. And then when she confirmed it, I just like hand over mouth, took my breath away. I can't believe it's happening. So so you and our uh, loyal listeners know how big a fan Jackie is in this. this I've never seen her like this. I mean, she was like stunned. No, she will be talking about this for years to come. I feel like, but also the fact that this is virtual and she's this excited, I could, I, I like, can't even, I mean, I'm afraid to send her around them now. Yeah, yeah she'll probably have a heart attack and you'd have to like send somebody to calm her down the entire time. I thought she might hyperventilate. No, but I was she probably, yeah. You probably <laughs> will in person. So, we got the news on a Friday that I got confirmed. And so on my way home from work, I'm calling everybody. They're all freaking out and screaming. So I'm like, I have until the following Thursday when it actually happened. I had five days leading up to it. Five days. Of That's anxiety. a lifetime. <laughs> That's like Ross and Rachel status. Oh, you know, we don't know. <laughs> right. So that morning I, I walked down by and I'm like, are you ready? And she's like, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> I didn't even talk about it. Well, because it's just like, I didn't eat all day. Um, I had coffee because coffee is like my non-negotiable. I'll start every day with coffee, but that's all I ate because I was so anxious. My tummy was butterflies. Like, I just kept thinking, like, is this how brides feel on their wedding day? (laughs) (laughs) All dressed up. You had your heels on. Yeah, even though it's virtual, it's Stanford would make fun of me. She's got her big wedges on for (laughs) the David Schwimmer interview. I was like, Sam, it's an outfit. It's an ensemble. It makes me feel good so I can feel better about going into this. (laughs) So when they, the people behind the scenes clicked you so that you and David Schwimmer could be in the same oh. room. Oh How my is that God. like? Okay, so these virtual junkets, it's very interesting that you get placed into a hospitality room, like virtual room, and then you get moved, you get a different email with different link that moves you to a virtual interview room. So they said when you go into that virtual interview room that you don't leave, stay at your computer. You know, and so that means you're coming up soon. So I waited in that interview room for about 10 minutes and my hands were sweaty and I'm just like, I'm saying prayers. Literally, I'm just asking God for strength. I was saying prayers like, give me strength, give me strength. I can get through this. I had my questions up on my cell phone that was leaning up against my computer. But then like when he came on and I saw him, I was just so happy and that's why i related to like a wedding is like when you're like lead up lead up lead up and then when you walk down the aisle you're like it calms you down and that's what happened granted i don't look at david schwimmer that way i'm not attracted to him in that way but it's just like the lead up in that sense of just when i saw him i just was instantly happy and my mouth just dropped and i did the double wave hi this is my first virtual docket <laughs> wait do you think he knew that you were like a crazy obsessed fan or were you like um, calm and collected once you guys met? You know, I was, so I didn't want to go in being like, I'm such a big friends fan. You know, I am a journalist. We, you know, I go in representing K2LA. So I want to be professional. 
So I had watched his show, Intelligence, already. There were six episodes. NBC gave us a screener. So I was well prepared for this because I didn't want to just, like, talk about the show like it wasn't important. It's important to him to promote it. So um, I specifically named, like, scenes that he was in, you know, and and talked to um, – he was paired with another guy, Nick Muhammad, who is the creator um, and the co-star of David Schwimmer. And they have great chemistry together, like – they just their comedy like he comes in as this big tough guy and then he's like this young younger guy that is a lot shorter than him and so um and they play off of that you know their chemistry together is really hilarious so i was fully engaged with the their his new show intelligence but inside i just wanted to keep asking about friends and so i asked three or four questions they're messaging me saying you know like oh time to wrap or you know one minute and then he finished like right at like probably I was asked Nick the last question about intelligence it was probably like 30 seconds left and I got in my question I got in my question and so my question so I talked to um, other friends to other friends fans to kind of come up with one and we came up with one and it's um the role was created for you Ross was created with you in mind but what is one trait of Ross's that is opposite of yours David one trait that's opposite of David. Yeah, one trait of Ross is that's opposite of David. I and say. he had to think about it because I think, you know, these actors can talk about these characters, these iconic characters for so long, but to relate it back to you personally and something that is opposite, not like him. So he's like, oh, the opposite? Let's hear it. Okay, yes, we'll play it for you right here. So David, I'm a big fan of friends big fan of yours of course and in creating that character Ross um what do you think is a trait of his that's opposite of you David that's that's opposite of me um (laughs) I think his um I would say at times his indecisiveness or um uh insecurity um I I don't feel those are two things that I'm, <laughs> I possess. Um, I'm pretty decisive and I would say pretty secure. So. So you actually made David Schwimmer think about his answer? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I made him think about his answer. And I had wanted to ask him a second question, but they cut me off. <laughs> Jackie, it's because you're too good. You're too good. No. Well, I, cause I talked so much about the new show intelligence, which he was there for, but they cut me off. And like, I asked, I started to ask, cause I wanted to ask, you know, about Jennifer and Lisa's variety actors on actors um, video that they did together. And they talked about the first table read and Jennifer Anson says it was a magical moment. And I wanted to ask him what his feelings were when he walked into the table read. And then when I was asking my question, I hear somebody going like, I don't know, like a voice, you know? And Jennifer and Lisa went on variety and they did the actors on actors and they described the first um, the first table read. What was that like for you when you walked into that room with them? Someone yeah. else, sorry. Sorry, uh, prefer no more questions about friends. Thank you. Okay, all right. All right, guys, thank you so much. This is my first day on Virtual Junket. So that was, this was Us good. Too. Us too, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, I had a Thanks, big laugh. Thanks so much. Bye. All right, thank you. And then I finished my question and then David was about to answer. And then the voice comes back and says, no, no more friends questions. No more friends questions. Oh, so, no. How mean. Uh, but I mean, like, I, I got one in. 
better than nothing. I'm so, so thankful and so grateful that I was able to do this. It's just crazy that like, what is life? What I wish life? our listeners could see the look on your face uh, in, in that video when you're there and uh, you're just so, you couldn't wipe that smile off your oh face. My you God. To. Oh no, I was just like, and it literally like, it's just so, I was shaking. Like, it was just crazy because you have this buildup in your head about people that you admire and you never know how it's going to be when you meet them. You know, are they going to be cool? Is their energy going to be cool? You know, and and he was very, very, very nice. And so um, I'm happy for that because you never know. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for you, too, because like you said, it's always hard. You know, you have this perception that this person's going to be so cool that you're going to meet. And sometimes, you know, when you meet that person, it doesn't go that great. But in yeah. your case, it turned out great. Yes. And one thing, so Sam Rubin gave me um, a tip and he did this on the live stream. But he gave me a tip and saying, you know, mention his mom. His mom's a lawyer. Arlene is a lawyer and she's very well known, I guess, in, um, in L.A. And so I'm like, well, do you know her personally? He's like, no, but she's the one who came up with the idea of them negotiating together for the big salary um, bump on Friends. And so I'm like, okay, well, if I mention his mom, that's a good icebreaker. And I'm like, can I say that you say hi to his mom? He's like, yes. All right. So Sam Rubin told me to tell you a message, David, that he says hi and that he thinks your mother, Arlene, is a very smart lady. Oh, that's very sweet. And she is. She's the smartest <laughs> woman I know, period. So I think that kind of broke the ice to like making it like a good, fun energy. He was smiling the whole time and all that, you know, and, and he was just excited. He just was very excited. And you can probably tell my energy was going through the computer screen. So, <laughs> so it was, was it what you expected it to be? Yes. Yes. And more because he was so nice. Like it was just more and granted it's virtual, but I, I still, he was still able to meet me virtually with, you know, I am this person, you know? And so, um, Afterwards, I was just like, said, thank you, thank you, because I kind of got rushed off, and um, I didn't get the chance to, like, say, like, more. Like, I, did, I didn't get to elaborate of how big a friend Stan I am, because I got rushed off by the publicists. Well, yeah, been, hopefully yeah. we'll have him on the podcast in the future episode. You can tell him all that then, right? Yes, yeah. yes, hopefully. I mean, if this happened, you know, who knows what can happen now? The world is our oyster, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but this is good, Jackie, because... You now know your level of excitement for a virtual oh junket. Oh my god! And now when you meet him in person, you I know what we die. can expect. Yeah, and you'll meet <laughs> us as your not hype men, but as your calm down people. I yes. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Grabbing your arm and squeezing it like really hard. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. All right. One down. Five to go. One down, five to go, guys. We can do it. We can do it. It's going to happen. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The next episode is the season finale, season one finale. Lots to talk about there. And speaking of Sam Rubin, he's going to be our special guest. So he'll tell us what it was like to cover the friends back in the, the early days of the show and what all the hype was like in, in Hollywood in those days. So join us then. See ya. Thank you. Follow us on Friends with Friends Podcast on Instagram. And subscribe and download our podcast by Star Ratings. Leave nice comments.